Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. Hello, welcome back. I hope that you have been having a good week. We're halfway through it. We have been talking this week about the importance of remembering our relationships as we're focusing on our self-work. And something that we've been talking about is how sometimes we can be working on ourselves, we can be really self-aware, we can understand our boundaries, all of those things, but then when we go out into the world, those tools don't seem to work. Today, I have a question from a listener that I think goes along well with what we've been talking about so far this week. And that question is, Dear Liz, I feel so angry when I visit family. They're not open to talking emotionally. How can I let go? So remember yesterday, I shared Jason Gaddis's words with you around how a lot of self-work forgets to include relational work. And so a piece of relational work is being able to navigate how you feel when you're around other people and then to peel apart whether or not those feelings are based on truly not being able to be around them because they're jerks or those feelings are just based off of expectations that are not realistic. And so what I want to say to this person who asked the question is first, this is so hard. It's so hard to go back and spend time with family and to feel disappointed again and again and again that they can't offer something that you've always really wanted. For example, maybe you grew up always wanting them to be able to communicate on a more emotional level. And so no matter how much you try or hope, it never happens. And no matter how old you get, it continues to be painful. And that's because there's this part of you that feels like what I need from my parents in order to feel connected to them, in order to feel loved, is for them to do this thing. If they did this thing, it would mean X. And you can fill in the blank to that. If my parents started talking emotionally, that would mean what? And a lot of times what people will say is, it would mean that they love me, it would mean they finally see me, it would mean that they finally know me. So there's these really important things. So it is really hard. So first of all, you can of course try to talk to them and let them know what you wish for in the relationship. Letting them know, hey, I love you so much. I've noticed that when we're together, we seem really distracted. We're always really busy or we're always quiet, right? We kind of avoid each other. And I've always really wanted to know you more or I've always wanted you to know me more. I've wanted to talk about my feelings. That's something I would really like us to try. If you say that, there's not going to be overnight change, right? So you might just throw that out there, put it into the air and see what happens. And what you're looking for is not the overnight change, but the curiosity of the other person. So their curiosity might look like, hmm, what does that even mean? It might look like just listening to you. It might look like saying we could try that. What can be really hard is when there's no curiosity and the person ignores you or they say something like, that's completely stupid. I'm not interested. Now, the other thing I want to encourage the person who asked the question is to remember I want to encourage them to remember that not everyone is going to offer the same types of connection to you. Some people might be your emotional connector people. So maybe your best friend is the person you talk to your feelings about. Some people might 
be your fun to hang out with people. Maybe your family doesn't talk about emotions, but maybe they are so fun. They play board games. They make cookies. They laugh. Some people might just be enjoyable to spend time with because they are intellectually stimulating. Maybe you like being around a certain coworker because it is super interesting to talk to them, but they're not your emotional connector and maybe they're not even that fun. And some people, we find value in having a relationship with them just because they're a connection to our past. Maybe there isn't much else there, but maybe something about it feels comforting to be around them because they knew who we were when we were kids. And so all people in our lives offer us different areas of connection. And we can't expect all of them to do all of the things. The person who intellectually stimulates us, we can't expect them to also be our comedian, to also be our therapist, to also be our memory holder. They might just be intellectually stimulating. So the next thing I want to encourage you to do is to remember that the people in your life can't be every single thing, that you have to decide what thing they are. And if there is other value in your family other than the emotional connection piece, then can you work through accepting what they actually offer, who they actually are, and what it is that you love about them? And then grieve what you wish they were. Then you can show up to events with them and have realistic expectations of who they are and what they offer. This will lead to less disappointment. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. We love to hear from you, so please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones, and when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to Fathom.fm slash Good Risings, ask questions, and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.